What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi, and I'm back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are y'all doing today? How y'all doing? I hope y'all are having a wonderful week. I hope y'all are ready and are excited to go into the weekend. You know, relax a little bit, chill. I don't know what it is. This week, I've been just tired. I've been so tired this week. This week has been something special. It's been something special to say the least. Like Monday, I literally drove home, parked my car, and I passed out in my in my car. Like I was trying, I was getting stuff together. Somebody texted me on my phone. I was looking at my phone. Next thing I know, I'm sleeping in my car. I thank God, first of all, that I made it home safely. But like, I was just so tired on Monday. I was just so tired. And then Tuesday, I missed my class because I got home. I sat down on my couch. I was preparing for class and I passed out on my couch. I was like, what is going on? I've been so tired this week. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the weather. Maybe I don't know, but I've just been so tired. Like I don't, it just hit hard. Like this week has just been interesting to say the least. It's just been like, ugh. it's just been, ugh. it doesn't help that now it's storming and raining. Like it's supposed to storm for the next few days and it was getting warmer, but now it's going, going to be cold again. So it's just like, ah, oh, this week has been something special. I don't know. Let me know what kind of week y'all have been having. Hopefully y'all been having a better week than I've been having. I can say one thing, I'm ready for Friday and Saturday and Sunday so I can come home, sit on my couch, and pass out for a bit, you know? You know, not have to worry about getting up the next morning for for work or, or anything. Just be able to just sleep, just sleep, catch up on some sleep. I don't know what it is this week, but it's this week cannot go by any faster. I, I was just at a, I was just at E, it felt like. I was just running on fumes at some point this week, so... Anyway, I hope y'all had a better week than I have. I hope y'all got some great news this week. Um, and y'all are doing great and excellent and wonderful and all the other stuff. But this week, we got a few things to touch on. We got earnings. A lot of companies been doing earnings. We got the Federal uh, Reserve came out and said some stuff. And we're going to actually start off with that. The Federal Reserve's... Reserves? Not the Reserve. The Federal Reserve... <laughs> As we like to call them on this on this podcast, the Feds, the Feds came out and had their monthly committee meeting. This is where all the different heads of different states of of state reserves and Federal Reserve come together and discuss what's going on, what they see, what is the outcome of how they're gonna deal with some of the issues that they're noticing. Or as they say now, you don't say you don't say issues. You call issues challenges, not problems they are not problems they are opportunities which is bs it just means it's challenges and whether it's an opportunity or not it's still a problem that you need to fix in order to get the the outcome that you want but it's said that instead of making it a negative connotation by saying issues and problems say challenges and opportunities not issues whatever it's corporate bs but anyway they had their committee meeting and renewed released the notes on tuesday and some of the good news that came out of those notes is they are not touching interest rates anymore, at least for now, for the rest of the year. They don't expect to touch interest rate. They're going to leave it around that 1.5 to 1.7%, which means that your interest rate that you'll be seeing most of the time will be around that 2 to 3%, which is good. 
for things like buying houses, things like your credit card debt. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to pay so much back as you're paying back your credit card debt, which as we've talked about, pay that off as fast as you can because it's super expensive servicing credit cards. It's so expensive. Like the interest rate anyway, we're not going to into that. But buying houses and for things like that, that has seen a great uh, increase over in the last year because of the low interest rates. A lot of people are buying houses. Maybe I'll be one of them soon. But a lot of people, by the grace of God, a lot of people are buying houses because the interest rate is so low. So they saw a great increase in house in people buying houses. However, that's about where all the good news ends. The the negative connotation for the rest of the meeting notes that you, when you read them it's all about inflation. And the reason why they're not so happy about the inflation is because of where inflation is right now. The expectation was that with all the rate cuts that they did last year, with all the interest rates that they kept on cutting, they expected that inflation should rise to that 2% mark. And to the Feds, 2% inflation is a healthy inflation to have year over year. Around that 2% mark is where they believe that the economy is where it needs to be and where they can keep churning the economy along where things are not going to be hampered by bad inflation. What has happened with that is inflation has not gone up though. Inflation has stayed stubbornly below that 2% mark. It has stayed well underneath 2%, closer to 1% more than it is to that 2% mark. And this is not what the Feds expected. Why exactly is this a big deal? Well, to you and I, we love low prices. If inflation stays low, we keep on buying goods and services for cheap because because unlike we might might like to think about some of the times, companies don't just increase and jack up prices any which way. It just doesn't work with the art of supply and demand. There has to be a reason why they're increasing prices. And usually inflation is an easy way for companies to, to say, hey, we had inflation, inflation just increased, go ahead and increase the prices so we can make a few more dollars and that kind of thing. But recently, because that hasn't been the case, prices have remained low. So for you and I, that's great news. We, as we've talked about multiple times, the thing that has been keeping the U.S. economy together is the fact that prices have remained so low. And the fact that consumer spending has been so high has been keeping the U.S. economy together. However, the other side of that coin is because prices have been so low, businesses are taking a loss because inflation isn't going up. So people aren't spending more money. People are basically spending the same amount of money. And because inflation keeps going down instead of going up, instead of increasing, companies aren't able to make the money, aren't able to make more money, which that's the other side of the coin. One side is consumer spending, but the other side is manufacturers making money so that they can invest in their companies more and more. And so the feds are not very happy about this. The feds are kind of, this is a big deal to them. And one of the things of why this is a big deal is the feds help the US economy or any federal reserve in any country or any place has two ways of being able to help the economy of a country. Well, there's not that they have two ways. There are two ways to help the economy of a country. One is to reduce interest rates so that prices go low, prices are cheap, so people go out and spend more money. And people borrow more money because it's cheaper to borrow when interest rates are low. So people are more likely to go borrow money. 
However, the other part of that equation is inflation. When you reduce interest rate, inflation is supposed to go up or at least have some kind of reaction. The feds only control one of that side of the equation. They only control interest rates. And then the other part is reactionary. It's not something that you can have a uh, say in how it's going to react. It reacts on its own. And so what the feds are worried about is in the future, and they are predicting that in the future, they will have to intervene in the economy again because they don't think that where we are right now is where we're going to continue being. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But they're saying that if it stays where it is right now, if inflation stays where it is right now, the feds are going to be extremely powerless to be able to help the economy in any way that they, they need to. So in other words, if inflation doesn't get above that 2% mark, the next time the feds are like, oh, snap, the economy is on a downturn. We need to cut interest rates. They're going to look at interest rates. Interest rates are already low. Like interest rates at 1.5% and 1.7.5% is already low. They're not going to want to touch that because that otherwise the economy is just going to get destroyed because then no money is coming in at all. There's no kind of extra bonus money coming in to help the U.S. government or anything like that. And at that point, you don't want it to get to that point. That's why the feds are so worried about the fact that interest rates are so low or rather inflation is so low and they're looking at interest rates hoping that they would be able to start increasing it back up so we can go to a more stabilized economy. They're not able to do that. They're looking at it and they're like, if we have to intervene, we're just not going to have the opportunity. Our weapons is basically like going to war and then going to your weaponry and seeing that, oh, wait a minute, we only have 50 bullets. It's like, we can't go to war with only 50 bullets. They have no weaponry. They have no ammo to be able to go at to be able to correct any situation that should or might arise. And one of the things that they said about why they're worried about this is the fact that they are predicting or rather they cut uh, household spending from being or rather downgraded household spending from being a strong U.S. household spending to moderate U.S. household spending. What does that mean? It means that you and I aren't spending money as much as we were towards the end of the year last year and starting out this year. They're saying that household spending they, is not going to be the same amount. And in other words, the thing that has been keeping the U.S. economy going, consumer spending, we've, talk, we've talked about it, I just mentioned it earlier, is not going to be the same for this year. For various issues, for various reasons, it won't be the same this year. And so that's got the feds really, really worried about what could happen with the U.S. economy if inflation doesn't start to go back up. Now, for you and I, we don't really care about low price. We don't really care if we just want the cheapest option possible. But for the feds, they prefer stability. They want stability in everything. They don't just want prices to be low. They want prices to be stable. They want the economy and everything in within the economy to be stable. And so the way they're looking at it right now, they're not very happy. The big picture thing is they're looking at it and they're saying that consumers are no longer going to spend as much as they, they should and companies can't increase prices because inflation is so low. And then both of these things combine together. If consumers are not spending as much money as they were and companies can't increase prices to counter the fact that demand isn't as high, the U.S. economy is going to get stifled at some point. So the hope is that at some point, with interest rates being as low as it is, inflation should start picking up. Inflation should get above that 2% rate that the feds want it to be at. So that's just something to keep in mind. 
as we're going into the year, as things starts uh, rolling down the hill, one of the things that we have to keep in mind and we have to keep thinking about is the fact that we do have this coronavirus situation going on that is going to affect companies a lot. And we'll talk about that more as we go into the earnings uh, earnings calls from different companies, talking about some of the bigger companies and what they're doing and some of the things that they've had to do because of the coronavirus. Well, first of all, we'll, we'll talk about the U.S. GDP. So the U.S. announced their GDP for the year 2019, and it was as underwhelming as it was expected. The U.S. was supposed to grow at about a 3% clip, which even that was low for the U.S. for 2019, especially with all the tax cuts and everything that went into play that should have been helping companies and with the interest rates and everything that was low, but it only grew at 2.3%. Like I said, the tax cuts that were supposed to help the economy didn't help. Instead, we had the trade war that kind of just hampered the effects of the tax uh, tax cuts. Instead of helping boost the, the, the economy, it ended up holding the economy back. And then the other thing was with all the companies not wanting to invest as much within the U.S. because of those trade wars, that's another reason why um, why GDP was so low. One part of GDP is consumer spending. It's you and I spending money everywhere that we go. In case you don't know, GDP is gross domestic product, which is the total output of goods and services by a country's economy. If you're at if you're at a trade war, it means you're not going to be able to get as much output. Like we talked about, farmers weren't able to ship out as much products. A lot of companies have to cut back on how much they were manufacturing and how much they were making. They have to say, oh, we're not going to develop this new product because what's the point? We have to pay so much extra to get the parts that we need for that. There is something in in the business world, in the trading and investment world called the January effect. And basically the January effect is that Whatever happens in January, you can predict that the rest of the year is going to follow suit. And well, we didn't finish January strong, y'all. January started off on a high note. January started off looking positive, looking amazing, looking like it was about to be something because it's a new year and everybody's got New Year's resolution. And well, we kind of tailed it off towards the end of January. Towards the end of January, we started hearing about this coronavirus situation. You started hearing about how it's not as uh, it's not as, as light a situation as China made it out to be, and then well, we had a massive dip. Like the stock market was just was just crap was just going down. Now, of course, the stock market has recovered back to where it was, but at that point, towards the end of January, things were just looking wrong. Things were just looking rough, and because of that, like I said, January effect. The way January goes predicts for a lot of investors and a lot of traders it predicts how the rest of the year is going to go so what happened like i just said the s&p fell 0.2 percent to close out january basically losing all its profit like remember we're talking about how the s&p 500 was just making new gains new gains hitting new highs and new highs and new highs well it lost all of that to close out the year and finish the month on a 0.2 percent loss and the dow jones also closed out january on a one percent loss and then also to make matters worse when you think about the january effect we also have this 2020 elections coming up and whenever there are elections the markets goes all kinds of wonker so everybody's kind of bracing themselves for the rest of 2020 because it's gonna be a bumpy ride it's gonna be one heck of a roller coaster year 
two things that we have to watch out for this year the coronavirus which is already it's predicted that it's gonna have a global effect on the world's on the world's total output and gdp because when you look at manufacturing that is done mainly in china that is being affected heavily you're hearing about different companies basically shut down shop uh, kia just shut down a major <clears throat> major part of his manufacturing because it's parts that he needs for the cars that it's making are manufactured in china and they have to shut down plants and so that's affecting output and then you had apple who shut down a bunch of stores in china you have all kinds of companies that have to shut down stores and so with january closing like it did January effect is in full force right now and we hope we hope we hope that that doesn't hold true for this year but let's talk about some positive news when we dive into earnings and we're basically only gonna hit on some of the major companies you know we already talked about Apple last week we're just gonna talk about some of the other companies such as Tesla y'all know I've been raving about Tesla recently I've been praising Tesla a lot recently like they they really are killing the game like Tesla is killing the game like Tesla they beat their expectation for new car sales by a hundred and ten percent in the last year ain't nobody saw that one coming other good news is they have production still rolling off the off the production floor in China so they're still selling all kinds of electric cars and then even as I'm talking, they keep growing. They just had a 20% boost to their stock market value. Right now, they are the most valuable car manufacturing companies. They're coming close to Nike's valuation. Do you know how hard that is? Tesla just keeps on blowing up. Tesla just keeps on blowing up. Tesla is doing so well as far as the company is concerned. I would want to tell you to invest in them, but... At some point, this coronavirus thing might affect their production. And plus, I don't want you to go buy Tesla stock for 400 bucks, which is, I think, what it is right now. It's like $450 or so. I don't want you to buy it at that high price. At some point during the year, either Elon Musk is going to say something to piss people off or something happens with their production in China. And so you can expect that price to come down a little bit. And at that point, at that point, buy, buy the stock at that point because man I, I'm just I just keep on sitting back and like man I missed out because last year Tesla stock was like $200 it has doubled since then it is oh gosh and I'm just like why did I have to miss out on that one I was just like you don't bet against Tesla you don't 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 do it they've brought in the electric car evolution they forced other car manufacturers to take it seriously i don't know if y'all watched the super bowl but if you did you must have seen all the commercials for all kinds of electric cars you have the electric hummers that's the hummer that's coming out soon you had the electric mustang that's coming out that's coming out relatively soon you had the audi commercial that was on there we have the jaguar e-pace we have of course we've already talked about the take on on this channel the porsche take on and all these other electric cars that now car manufacturers are taking electric cars seriously and tesla was one of the ones that forced companies to actually take them seriously the tesla was one of the companies or if not it was the company that forced manufacturers to say that this is a viable market this is a possibility for us to invest in i mean think about ford actually using their mustang using the the mustang as the driving force to sell electric vehicles that would have never happened in the past and then you have look at gm who is rebooting 
rebooting the Hummer with electric as an electric car. That is crazy to think about. But yo, Tesla has has done it. Tesla did what they said they were going to do when they first started out, and they've accomplished it. They've made electric cars be an actual viable source of transportation and an actual viable source for people to use on a daily basis. And that's just dope to see. So from Tesla, we move to Microsoft. And Microsoft right now, they just live in the clouds. All Microsoft can see is the clouds. Their earnings were sky high. Their cloud computing actually powered them through those earnings. And not to let, not, every time I think of his name, Natal Sadat, you know what, we're just gonna look it up. Hold on one second. Cause I always say his name wrong. So I'm just gonna, I'm not even gonna play with it. I'm gonna say it exactly how it's written. Satya, Satya Nadella, Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, who was one of the people who pushed Microsoft to focus more on cloud computing. Well, it's paying off big time. And their cloud computing in the last year, year or year over year, saw a 14% revenue growth for Microsoft. That is crazy. And that's the Azure that we've been talking about that is competing against Amazon and Amazon's cloud services. And then we have Facebook. We've just been talking about all these companies that are doing well and you know they're they're killing all their earnings reports and all that stuff and then facebook shows up and facebook is the book we tend to hate their face because it's facebook they announced their their end of year growth uh they announced their end of year revenue and they saw a revenue increase in growth but there's a huge but regardless of the fact that they actually had revenue increases there is a huge butt the size of JLo's that was shaking on the halftime show, if anybody watched that. Although revenue increased, their cost increased as well. In the past, it has cost Facebook about 30 cents to make a dollar. 30 cents for them to put the ads up there for you to pay them a dollar, basically. They make a dollar for every 30 cents they spend. However, in the last year, that 30 cents has risen up to 50 cents per dollar that they make so for every dollar that they make it's not costing them 20 cents more that is a lot of money when you start evaluating like looking at the revenue that they made and then you're like yo if they made 5 billion it cost them 2.5 billion to make that 5 billion in other words they're not making a whole lot of profits like they were in the past and like we've talked about before Investors don't just care about the past. Investors are looking to the future. What can you tell them about how your company is going to do in the future? And the fact that Facebook is coming out and telling them that it's actually going to increase costs because we have more competition in the field and because people don't like Facebook as much. And so we have to do more work in order to get people to actually like pay attention to stuff. Investors don't like stuff like that. Investors really don't like stuff like that. And then the other thing that happened is Facebook also, in order to make their numbers look good, also included Instagram's revenue for the first time ever in their earnings report, meaning their numbers were not looking as great as they were, which is another reason why their stock, after reporting great revenue earnings, their stock went the negative way of up, if that makes any sense to everybody. And then we also have Boeing, and as we expected, Boeing is getting destroyed. They lost $18 billion because of the 737 MAX issue that they had. It wasn't an issue. It was a failure on their part. So because of that situation that happened, they lost a whole lot of money. And for the first time in over 20 years, they reported losses in their earnings. That is not 20 years for a company to just be 
positive for 20 years straight. That takes a lot. That takes a lot. So, so that's just, that happens when you make a mistake like they did. Hey, that's just going to happen to you. And then remember how we talking about um, um, Microsoft doing so well with its cloud services? Well, Amazon just came out and said, hold my beer. Because Amazon came out and just destroyed. If Microsoft is in the clouds, well, Amazon is in space. Amazon reported $87 billion in revenue, in which tw- that was a 21% increase in quarter-over-quarter quarter, uh, revenue. And then on top of that, 67% of that came from their cloud services. Because of this news, Amazon joined Microsoft, Google, and Alphabet to be the fourth company to become a trillion dollar company because they were supported such amazing numbers. So now we have four trillion dollar companies, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, and Google. Alphabet, not Google, Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google. And then finally, we're gonna talk about Disney because you know on this channel, we gotta talk about the streaming wars. And well, Remember when we talked about how Disney had 10 million subscribers? Well, that estimate was super low because they came out and announced they had over 28 million subscribers. 28 million subscribers in last in the last quarter. Now, the thing to think about is that is 17% of Netflix total subscribers. Disney in the set of 4 months, 4 months actually three months my bad i can't do math three months has has grown 17 percent to the size of netflix that is crazy to think about they increased revenue by 36 percent however because you can't when you are when you're giving out free subscriptions to people with verizon their costs went up by 23 percent which brought their profits down which is not a bad thing because as we talked about companies and investors look to the future They don't just look at right now, they look to the future. How can we continue to make even more money? And so, because of that news, even though costs went up on like Facebook, where costs is looking like it's gonna keep going up, investors know that with Disney, costs are going to decrease as more people join the streaming service. And even as a matter of fact, they have added another 3 million since the beginning of this year to their streaming services. Now, the thing you have to think about is that also is the fact that Disney Plus is not the only streaming service that Disney has. It also has ESPN Plus and also has Hulu Plus. And when you look at the numbers for those ones, ESPN Plus has increased by 5 million new subscribers year over year. And Hulu Plus increased 33% to over 30 million subscribers year over year. Meaning that that bundle that Disney has where you can get ESPN Plus and Hulu Plus for $13 a month is working. It's doing what it's supposed to do. They're leveraging Hulu, which can give you other TV shows. And they're leveraging ESPN Plus, which can give you the sports that everybody wants to make such a inviting package for $13. If you look at Netflix pricing for $13, all you get is four different screens that can be watching at the same time. It doesn't compare to getting ESPN Plus and Hulu Plus combined with Disney Plus. And plus, we're looking forward to the new shows that are coming out. I mean, look at the new shows that are about to come out with all the Marvel themed shows. You have Captain America, AKA Captain America and Winter Soldier. You have the the uh, the one with Vision and Wanda. You have all these shows that are coming out, and it's looking like Disney is just gonna keep on winning. I mean, we already fell in love with the Mandalorian because of Baby Yoda. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Baby Yoda is super cute. And now they're coming out with all these other shows, and I'm just like, man, man, 
man, Disney just stays on winning, just like Disney and Tesla. Both of them are just killing the game right now. They just, they just doing what they do, man. They're doing what they do. But anyway, that's all the earnings and that's all the news I have for y'all. I have some side stuff on here. We got Wendy's is thinking about bringing out a breakfast menu to answer its profit problems because people don't like to go eat fast food anymore. Remember we talked about that? And breakfast is the only time that fast food is going to have an option nowadays because Chipotle only is only open for dinner and lunch, you know. And then Trump, as we expected, was acquitted. Nobody really cares about that. And Iowa caucus is still trying to figure out who won that Iowa caucus. Everybody's still trying to figure out because of the technical issue. They tried to go into the future and use apps to report stuff. And well, it didn't work as it was supposed to. But anyway, that's all the news I got for today. Let's do a quick recap. First recap, interest rates are staying low, which is amazing. However, the other part of that is inflation refuses to go up. And so the feds are annoyed because that removes the power that they have to be able to influence the economy. That's that's a negative thing. And then from there, we talked about the earnings. Tesla is still killing the game. Disney is still killing the game. Microsoft is killing the game. Amazon is in this in space. And then Facebook and Boeing just keep on sucking. And then from there, we also talked about the January effect. January effect and how January was such a roller coaster of a year. And we ended up on a negative, negative ending to January. So hopefully the rest of the year does not go the way January does. And the January effect says that it might. So. Hopefully it doesn't go that way, but with the coronavirus that's happening, with the elections that's coming up later this year, the market is bracing itself for impacts because something's going to happen. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. Let me know what you thought about. Do you think the January effect is going to go into full effect? Are you going to invest in Tesla because of how much they're doing so well right now? And let me know. Let me know what you thought about some of the topics that we thought about. Are you going to get that Wendy's breakfast sandwich? These are the things to think about. These are the important things of life. But that's all I got for y'all this week. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'll talk to y'all later. Peace.